Uh, says that U.S. intelligence was circulating warnings about a rocket attack uh, and violence as early as September 28th. Uh, some of this information is coming from Israel, but uh, if this ends up being substantiated, this, this seems to signal, as maybe we suspected, a colossal failure of intelligence. What happens next after something like that? Well, we've known from the beginning that there has been a colossal failure of intelligence, as, you, as you've put it, as well as uh, a colossal failure, failure in terms of the military response and the immediate readiness after Hamas crossed into Israel. Uh, and it's very obvious where this is going to go, uh, as happened after other wars in Israel, including the disaster of the Yom Kippur War, and that is a commission of inquiry uh, that is going to establish the facts uh, this will happen after this war has ended, after Israel has buried its dead, after the world uh, has gone through this cataclysmic experience that we have no idea where this story is going. What is going to happen to the Palestinians? What is going to happen to the Israelis? This story is just beginning and it is beginning in a way that is disturbing to the nations of the Middle East, the leaders of the Middle East, to the United States, much more than the White House has acknowledged. There is great fear and concern at the White House today, tonight, about where these events are leading. We have lost deterrence on Biden's watch. Donald Trump had Iran in a box, had Russia scared. We've lost all that in two years. This operation, Sean, took two years to plan. We have to quickly come to Israel's aid with weapons and medical supplies. We have to be ready to join Israel to strike Iran if they try to destroy the state of Israel. Let me by ask you this. up a second front. I, I, I heard comments uh, from former President George W. Bush, and I thought they I, I thought he, they had a lot of wisdom behind them. He thought that any military incursion is now Israel, as we now know, now that they've entered Gaza and they have troops on the ground. One situation we have to avoid that they have to avoid is what happened to our troops in Iraq. We cannot have, yeah, in their case, right. they cannot have their national treasure going door to door to door and trying to win a war that way. It seems to me the best way to win wars is, is maybe the way Donald Trump took out ISIS. He bombed the living daylights <laughs> out of them and bombed them straight, straight to hell where they belong. And he did it in yeah. fairly, yeah, fairly he did it fairly yeah. expeditiously. Yeah. I don't think we can go back to the yeah. old days of, of a ground war, traditional ground war like that, especially with military technology. Do you? Well, I, I, you're a dear friend. Uh, there's no way to def defeat a Maz from the air. You have to go into the ground. You have to kill them. You have to pull them up by the roots like we did in Germany and Japan. We took Berlin and Tokyo, and without that, the war would never end it. 
end. They have to go in on the ground. There is no option other than going on the ground, dig these guys out and kill them and hold the territory. And that's what I fear will, will open up the second front. Uh, with all due respect, Sean, you cannot win. I'm an Air Force guy. You cannot win the war from the air. Somebody has to get on the ground and kill these guys to stop Israel from being slaughtered by Hamas. You have to go yeah. in on the ground, hold the ground, and kill them. Trump also praised the Iran-backed militant group Hezbollah as very smart. Do you think he understands the, the difference between good and evil? Uh, Hezbollah is not very smart. Hezbollah is evil. And, Does and again, Trump understand we, we, that? We need leaders in this country. We need leaders in this country who will speak in moral terms in these moments. I mean, this is... I. I I, I must tell you, look, I, during our four years together, I heard him often use uh, flattering terms to speak about authoritarian leaders. But uh, uh, I, I think it's out of place always, but especially now. This is a, this is a dire moment, uh, and we we are on the cusp uh, of, uh, of of literally uh, 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 Israel leaning in, uh, moving in ground forces. Uh, and hunting down and destroying those who would seek uh, to destroy Israel, and I, I think in this moment we've got to we've got to send a clear and unambiguous message that that we stand with Israel and we stand against Hamas, and we stand against Hezbollah, we stand against any who would oppose her. The Ohio GOP Congressman Jim Jordan was nominated to be Speaker after garnering support from both deposed Speaker Kevin McCarthy and from Fox anchor Sean Hannity. Without a leader, the GOP has frozen the chamber during several looming crises from Israel's war against Hamas to a potential government shutdown now just 34 days away. It's unclear if Jordan can win enough support from the entire House to get the requisite 217 votes. In a secret ballot on Friday, he still had 55 Republicans opposed. Joining me now is the person who started this whole chain of events by pushing for McCarthy's ouster, Florida Representative Matt Gates. Congressman, do you regret ousting Kevin McCarthy given that Israel is now at war with with Hamas and we don't have a speaker? Absolutely not. The United States stands with Israel. Israel has a right to defend itself. And there is no need expressed by Israel that the United States has not been able to meet. That's because we have an Israel essentially on auto pay. As a consequence of legislation that was passed by Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, the administration is pre-authorized to meet any need that Israel could uh, possibly express in this particular phase of the crisis. My expectation is that we will elect Speaker-designate Jim Jordan as House Speaker next week, and we'll be prepared to move forward with uh, resolutions of support. But those are non-binding expressions of our opinion when it comes to the movement of specific materiel and the coordination on intelligence. We are pre-authorized because our relationship with Israel is that unique. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
It's Saturday, 14 October, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Um, as you know, the Saturday show has a special place in our hearts. There's so much going on. I, I want We're going to bring in Russ Vogt here in a second. The International Monetary Fund this week actually gave a presentation of where the world stands economically and financially. The number one nation they singled out as concerned to the International Monetary Fund, and think about where they put their money by charter in, in these developing countries, and they go and recut deals later when they can't get paid. They said the number one debt crisis in the world is the United States of America. They boldly came out and said the path, the fiscal irresponsibility of the United States of America is not sustainable, is not sustainable. I've got the one of the articles up on Getter, but there's a couple more we're going to put up. We're going to talk about that this morning. And I want to get Russ Vogt in here to talk about because this audience are the only people on earth that are trying to bring sanity to this discussion, both where the country is financially and this invasion on the southern border. And it's all materialized in this fight over control of the speakership in the House of Representatives. But I want to say something, and I'll play this more of this later. Murdoch News Network, and particularly Sean Hannity and people like Lindsey Graham, uh, talking about the wisdom of George Bush, they are hurting the cause of Israel. And we know it, the senior is Israelis watch this show because of the feedback we get directly from them. Uh, the American Jewish community and people that support and love the nation of Israel, the War toxins, the the irrational war toxins that are banging on Fox, and particularly in Sean Hannity's show, is hurting and going to hurt Israel. It's so over the top. It so lacks content, content or contextualized over where the United States is just coming out of another another disaster of the American empire in the Middle East, a 20 year war. It's the, it's the, it's the, Murdoch has got, and this is the way they roll. They got the New York post, the wall street journal, Fox news all lined up. And here a second regional war. I keep going back to this editorial by Paul Gijot and the, in this, this team of neocons, they are hurting the cause of Israel. We need to help Israel. We need to think through this. Israel has to defend itself. Not even a question of that. It's how do you do it? And how you apply it, and what do you do? Russ vote. Uh, we have another issue here, and that issue, it, part of it, is inextricably linked with Israel. And now you're going to see the folly, the march of folly, of the 115 billion dollars. We're going to be pleading, we're going to be begging for that type of money. The 115 billion dollars we burned uh, to kill 50,000 Ukrainians in Ukraine on a fantasy, a money laundering operation. We're going to wish we had that money back. Russ Vogt, you're here to get the Warren Posse to the ramparts. Jim Jordan, and I think J Jim Jordan's people made a big mistake yesterday, and I said this not just on the show, I also said it behind the scenes. He should have immediately, as soon as he got the 124 votes, he should have, for in my belief, he should have forced him to the floor. No second vote behind closed doors, anonymous. He should have gone to the floor and forced him. He should have smoked him out right then. Russ Vogt, uh, your thoughts. we got a lot of work to do today, Russ. Walk us through this. No, I wish we had had that vote yesterday. It was pretty critical. But uh, you're seeing why, you know, the, those that uh, have more of a control of the calendar, your Patrick McHenry's and others, even though they might be saying things of, of support, 
uh, to Jordan, why they want to push this into next week. And because you're, if you kind of zoom out a little bit, you see, and it's, it's very intricately linked with what your, your opener was about in terms of the, the, the funding of Ukraine and maintaining kind of this neoconservative policy. Who are the ones that are mobilizing now to defeat Jim Jordan next week? We're out of the primary stage. Now this is a, we're in the general election version of this. We're going to the floor. And the people that are mobilizing against Jim Jordan, who represents the country's willingness and desire to change the way Washington, D.C., the people mobilizing are the defense contractor community represented by the armed services. Mike Rogers, remember, he's the guy that lost his mind and tried to attack Matt Gates on the floor of the House in January. And your old bulls in the Appropriations Committee, the key committee for the purposes of the cartel, particularly because we took over the Rules Committee earlier this year. Steve Womack, Mario Diaz-Ballard, those are the old bulls that are saying, look, you guys, you guys took out John Boehner, you took out Eric Tanner, you took out Paul Ryan, you took out Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise. You think we're going to give you the speakership to Jim Jordan? That's what is mobilizing this weekend in concert with the media saying that he, is, he didn't have a stunning uh, successful vote. He did. And then they gave a show vote to say to provide some kind of pretext to saying that he didn't have the votes on the floor. No, very few of those members, 55 or so, very few of those members are going to go to the floor and vote against Jim Jordan. They have no track record whatsoever to do it. The main threat, though, and why I think this will be an enormous conflict about whether we save the country, is now this, we're in open field against the old bulls of the cartel. Appropriations Committee and the Armed Services Committee, and it's incumbent to be ramping up over the weekend into next week because I think this is going to be one for the ages. Uh, what me th- I'd like to hold you just through uh, the, the break uh, because we're going to go into more detail. Why is it, you got about 60 seconds. Why is the Appropriations Committee such an important committee? And we're really taking that on. The old, you call them the old bulls of the Appropriations Committee. How powerful are they? Remember, we don't, we don't pass a lot of bills that are must-pass in the House of Representatives. It all gets done on these appropriations bills, these, these spending bills, which is why we've been fo- so focused on this funding fight coming up in November. They know we have a funding fight coming up in November, and they are not going to allow, or they don't want to. I think we're going to win. They don't want to allow a speaker who thinks about the world the way we do. We won't always share the same opinion. There's going to be tactical play calls that you have to convince people. But in terms of someone that wants to use it for conflict with the Biden administration, they don't want that. The cartel doesn't want that. And that's why they're they're trying to have this last gasp of, of opposition to Jordan over the weekend. Russ, if you can just stay through, because we've got a lot of work today. The Warren Posse has a lot of work to do over the weekend. The country hangs in the balance. As the general election for the House kicks off on Tuesday, with the preamble this weekend, the work we have to do, Russ Vogt joins us after a short commercial break. I am the last person on earth to nag your, about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower b- blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't. And you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, 
lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy, you'll look better, you'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, so, Russ, I want to go through a couple of things. I want to make sure we go through. It's very important to remind this audience, particularly so many that have come into this fight over the last couple of years. There's a long and deep history here. You went through the chain of custody of, uh, of, of Cantor and Boehner and, and Ryan, uh, Cantor, Boehner, uh, McCarthy, we took out the first time, remember, um, um, Ryan and now McCarthy again, right? Talk to me about that. That has been, that has been the Jim Jordan House Freedom Caucus, but uh, the, the Breitbart, the, the populist nationalist movement as it was arising before and in the early years of Donald Trump, sir. Yeah, I think it's important for people to remember, and, I, and partly I was responding to your question the other day. What, what's the cartel? The cartel is fundamentally about it a dislike and a hatred for the voters that elect them. That's, that's what the division has been on the right for going on 10 years, right? And, and all of the speakers have been a part of that viewpoint with regard to managing. And once you hate your voters, what do you do? You manage them away from what they care about. You manage them away from the fights that they can do something about it. And we've successfully been able to depose all of these leaders and now we're on the cusp of being able to put into the second most powerful position in government someone who actually is at home with the war room posse, with the interests of what we're trying to do to save the country. And that's why I think this is such a seminal moment and why the, the, the cartel, the kind of the old bulls of it, the ones that are not willing to say die, some of them are willing to say die, but some of them are not, and they're mobilizing over this weekend. And I think that's what's so critical about the moment that we are in. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have disagreements with Jim Jordan. Uh, we're going to have to talk through those. But you're getting someone, two, two things. You're getting someone you can trust in the sense that he wants to beat back the Biden administration and use confrontation to do it. And number two, you're getting someone that's willing to go on offense who is not going to be trying to, to screw the, the voters and, 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 dis, and distract them from, from where the fight really is. And I think that's why this is so critical uh, over the next several days and the, go, into the next week. In, 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 in your uh, analysis of primary versus general, can we, the audiences, can we wean him off of the, the one of the problems is his staff not being particularly strong. He's he's very much influenced by McCarthy's people. Can we wean him off as he goes forward and builds a speakership? The influence of Kevin McCarthy and the cartel. 
I think we have a, a huge opportunity to do that. And I would just say that, remember, we still have coalition government in the House. The Rules Committee still has people like Ralph Norman and Chip Roy on it. Uh, it still has a Thomas Massey who is terrible on the debt limit, but he is very close to Jim Jordan and has an opportunity to make sure that the rules are, are in sync with where we're trying to go. Um, and I think we have a chance to redeem him as well. So I think, yes, the answer is it, we have the tools in place to be able to have those conversations that, that get to the best strategic and tactical decision, which is often where some of the disagreements have been. But I think you've got to zoom out a little, bit, a little bit as you move out of the primary season where you might have a bunch of different conservatives running for speaker. Now they have all coalesced around one person. That one person has won. He's going to the floor. And it just so happens that person uh, comes from the right, and that is why he is opposed by the establishment. He's a former, art, former House Freedom Caucus chairman. He is someone that Liz Cheney is up in arms over the weekend because uh, he believed that there was issues with the last election, that it was stolen. These things are all part of why we can trust him, but it's not going to alleviate the need to have hard strategic conversations, but we have those tools in place yeah. to be able to do so. We'll always be on the right trying to trying to force, force the action. Um, here's why it's important, and I said this last week, um, to, to you know, being a Southerner from, uh, from Richmond, from Virginia – uh, it, 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 it always gets me that the Southern Bloc always votes uh, totally establishment. And part of it's the appropriations and the armed services. They're completely owned by the defense industry because of the bases down there and now the manufacturing, the right to work states. We just have to, you know, we have to face a, a, a brutal fact. They are the Southern Bloc in the House of the Republicans are, are locked in. And they're going to be ones you mentioned, Womack, you mentioned um, – Rogers. These are the old bulls. Now, here's the thing. They come from super mega districts, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. You're talking about people that are this is what I kept saying. These are not just red districts. These are mega districts. Is that the fight we have to have over this weekend, sir? Absolutely. They need to have they need to be coming back and being uh, having their their bell rung over the course of this weekend. And it's going to have to be on social media because the phones aren't, aren't exactly on over the weekend. Uh, but they need to know that how unpopular their position. You have Mike Rogers, Steve, is talking about actually getting the terms from the Democrats about what they need to have a, a bipartisan coalition. That is, not, that is something that you have to want that to happen. That does not have to happen. We've said it's not a, a thing. It can be a thing if Jim Jordan is viewed as so offensive to these old bulls that they then try – to formally constitute what we've known has been the bipartisan unity. And so he get, he has to just be uh, torched this weekend for that. And I think send a message to any one of those 55 members that thinks they might e potentially be opposed to Jim Jordan on the floor. And then the second message is this thing has to go to the floor. This, this thing, and you've been sounding this gong for the last week, this thing has to go to the floor. And we can't allow for these show votes to, to – to, to dampen the support. we got to yeah. see people on the floor go 15 rounds. Anna Paulina Luna had a great tweet on this. Um, let's see where you are in front of the, the bright cameras uh, in front of the American people. No, this is it. we got to fight this one out publicly. This is democracy's messy, but this is why I, I opposed doing anything more than the nominating. And yesterday with Jim's team, I, I just thought that take it right to the floor. 
make Rogers and these guys in front of the nation, in front of their constituents down in Alabama and in Arkansas and Mississippi. Have them there and have them vote against you. Have them vote against President Trump's, the guy President Trump endorsed. I want to talk about another dark secret we should get on the table. When we talk about, Russ, the fight you've had to get a balanced budget and the fight that you had to get to pre-COVID, because if we went back to pre-COVID spending, we would take care of so much of the problem of the deficit. Um, it's not just the, the Democrats are out of control. They're, they're, they're so radical. It's out of control. The reason we can't get that done is these old bulls on the Republican side on the appropriations and armed services, correct? Totally. They're the ones that are the biggest uh, uh, problems with regard to controlling spending. And, and they, everyone likes to blame the moderates, and the moderates aren't exactly helpful. Uh, but it's really in terms of of controlling what gets put on the floor is those old bulls. And you've got Hal Rogers in Kentucky, Mario Diaz-Ballard. Tom Cole is both rules chairman and uh, subcommittee appropriations chairman. So these these old bulls are the ones that want to have no business uh, having anyone mess around with their terrain, their turf. And they're going to guard that with every last thing that they've got. Uh, and I think that's – if we don't get a handle on that – uh, then we're not going to be able to be in a position to do what we've been calling for of, of deconstructing the yeah. administrative state and woke and weaponized government. F- folks, what, what Russ Foch is talking, he's talking about the Commonwealth of Kentucky. He's talking about Oklahoma. He's talking about Alabama. Okay? We're talking about Arkansas. These are ultra-mega districts. And these old bulls up here, they've, this, is, this is exactly what we're fighting. This is the anti-establishment versus the establishment. Republican and Democrat is a label that doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. These people are the problem, and they have to hear from you this weekend. Social media, we're also going to work the phones, but social media. Um, Russ, last thing. I know you haven't had a chance to look at it. I just put it up. When the International Monetary Fund, who deals with the most screwed up nations on earth, when they make their, 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 their big fall presentation and they single out the United States of America and just put, they hit us with both barrels. They said, this is fiscal irresponsibility. It's not sustainable. The law of large numbers is going to get you guys quickly and rising rates as you refinance your 33 trillion in debt is going to crush your economy. Is, is that a warning we should take seriously? Yeah, and I think it's important to remember where it's coming from. These, these, this report comes from the same class of people that caused the problem, relationally, politically. I almost feel like someone probably got fired for putting it out there. But, yes, if they're saying it's a problem, it's because it's actually a problem, and they're, they are worried about it. And th- that, that message has to get through amidst kind of the political class in Washington, D.C., that doesn't want to do it and a media that lies about these reports when they come out. Often, you know, you go through these debt limit fights and someone says, well, we're going to downgrade your debt because of the fact that you're having this conflict. If you ever go back and read these things, they're, they're downgrading it because the conflicts themselves don't produce actual spending cuts. And that is, is what is the problem. It's, it's not the fact that Washington, D.C. are using the leverage points to try – uh, to get to a better result. And so I think, you know, it's just one more of these uh, flashpoints of truth uh, globally that the United States has a problem. If we don't face it soon, it's going to grow. And the problem is it's like Niagara Falls. You're going to go over the cliff, and you're not going to know when that cliff is coming up. Uh, Russ, where do people get you on social media this weekend? Because this weekend's a fighting weekend. 
And give me an at Russ vote on all the social media channels and at M Renew Center, which is our uh, Twitter and social media getter uh, in truth for the Center and for Citizens for Renewing America. Both of those are our organizations and will be active throughout the weekend. Kingsley Cortez runs our social media, uh, and we're going to be out there active uh, monitoring the situation and, and being at the point of attack. Brother, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time away from the family on a Saturday. An emergency board meeting right here on uh, 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 an emergency board meeting right on the war room live. Okay, we got our work cut out for us. This audience can do it. You've made history the last two weeks. Big time history. Big time history. Short commercial break. Going to return in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Your question. Why don't we drive by these? These are these are businesses out here. Look at what's being done to these businesses. These are all illegal migrants out here just flooding these parking lots. This is the most atrocious, ridiculous. I mean, look, if you go that way, they're just migrants as far as the eye can see in every direction. Walking around this town, this town has been completely invaded. Our top story at 10 tonight, migrants are sleeping on San Antonio streets. As for the second night, there is no room at the city's Migrant Resource Center. Gone, guys. Imagine having working your whole life to build a family in a town like San Antonio. (laughs) And then our government just coming behind you and absolutely just gutting it. Merrick Garland, scumbag, everything's going to be exposed and every last one of you guys are going to be sitting and rotting in a jail cell. The lady that lives at the end of the house had to sell her house because they were just all over her yard and everything. She's like 85 years old. Y'all better step it up, man, because patriots are waking up. So you guys got about six months to completely collapse this country. I mean, they get checked in and they just walk up with them down. I'm seeing cars picking people up. I mean, I saw like eight or nine people jump in the car over here. 
want to thank uh, want to thank Max Evans. The great Max Evans did an incredible video. I got to see it uh, early this morning. This this is off footage that I got the other day. That we were trying to get the investigative reporter Ryan Maddett now joins us. Uh, just announced we're going to get back to the situation, obviously in the Middle East, but the uh, global day of rage has extended into Saturday. Major bomb scares at the Louvre uh, in Paris and Versailles, right outside of Paris, they've uh, evacuated both. Europe is on uh, is on fire right now with this entire situation in Gaza. We're going to get back and we're going to have more breakdown. Anybody that would refer to George W. Bush as having wisdom about the Middle East is does not quite understand what the country went through in the 20 years of, uh, of slaughter in Iraq and Afghanistan, where we sent the best and the brightest of this youngest generation. Where they, I shouldn't say we sent. They volunteered in defense of their country uh, under, uh, with a war that we were lied to about. As we've committed to you, this audience, as you fight this weekend, these old bulls, to make sure you're saying, hey, you're going to have to vote on Tuesday in front of the nation. And if you don't back us, your constituents, we're going to turf you out. And we don't care if you've been there 20, 30 years. In Kentucky, in Arkansas, in Alabama, in Oklahoma. Because this is the problem. We're getting down to it now. Don't listen to the happy talk, Republican RNC talking points over at Murdoch News' TV for stupid people. Think for yourself. See what the French poet tell you. The most important thing is to see what you see. See what you see. That's what Ryan Maddow is trying to do to the nation. We need to understand this is an invasion of our country. The two pressing problems in this nation right now, besides the administrative state and that we have to take it down, they're driving two two issues. The complete financial collapse of our country. Now we're told that by the IMF that normally deals with third world countries because we're becoming a third world country in the invasion of our border, that we now have eight to 10. You see over the weekend, when you see what's going to happen in Gaza, they've opened another route to let, uh, there's 1.1 million people uh, north of what they call the Wadi Gaza. I think it's a river or um, a, a, a break there in Gaza itself. They, north of that is North Gaza and south of that South Gaza. 1.1 million people packed in have been told to leave in 24 hours. It's been extended, I think, by six or eight hours. My understanding is uh, Israeli special forces are already in there. Uh, But you're about to see it, and it's not going to be pretty. And uh, the radicals around the world that back the Muslim Brotherhood, because Hamas is the Muslim Brotherhood, that back the Muslim Brotherhood are going to come out in all their glory. And for those who have been fighting this thing for 10 or so years, what uh, what uh, Bush and his uh, junta did in Iraq only made the problem worse. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna I want to pull that you know uh, Bush's uh, Islam is the religion of peace. The moron couldn't even get it right in the first days after nine eleven when when nine eleven as you remember still a smoking pile of destruction and death. He completely got spun by people around him. Who spun it? It's not a religion of peace. It's a religion of submission, submission to the will of Allah. 
as laid out in the Quran and then the the follow-on um, the fo- follow-on um, literature. Ryan Mattis, a guy who is sitting there and showing America, seeing what they're seeing, and what they're seeing is not the happy talk you spun by Biden, and not just that, half of the Republicans up here, that the country's being invaded. Ryan, uh, thank you for joining us on a Saturday. Walk us through what your investigation's been. I want to play. We're going to try to get your longer piece up a little bit later, but walk me through your investigations. Where is it taking you? What are you finding out? And what are the American people saying about this? Uh, It's an absolute atrocity, Steve. It's an honor to be on here. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, People are being lied to. Our government is not only trafficking migrants, but they're running one of the largest child trafficking operations that the world has ever seen. Migrants are brought over by cartel members. And you, there's tons of videos. If you just Google migrants dropped across the border, you'll see cartel members literally dropping four-year-old children over a 20-feet wall and just letting them drop. And then you see Border Patrol come and pick them up. Border, border Patrol is almost acting like the chauffeur, like the endpoint trafficker, because once they get brought over from the cartels, they get processed by Border Patrol, and then they get handed over to an NGO. And then that NGO is making $600 per day per child by your government. And that's what I went down to the border to expose while being down there trying to expose these child uh, concentration camps that are being ran by our government and NGOs or being funded by our government and NGOs. I came down to the border and this is what you're seeing here on the screen. It is trash and garbage as far as the eye can see, razor wire, women, children freezing on the edge of the border. I mean, when I, I have all the sympathy in the world for children dying in other countries where they're saying that they're beheading babies or whatever's going on all around the world. I have footage that you can see right here of children freezing on a riverbank, women and children sitting on Texas soil, freezing to death on the edge of a riverbank. And that was last week. So it's hard for me to have sympathy for these other countries around the world when our country is being invaded. Let me, before I go to the, your amazing drone footage uh, of what's happening in the building of these camps, um, talk to me about the citizens, American citizens that you're running into. Do they understand uh, what's going on as you as you've been able to chronicle it? The ones that are right next to where these migrant processing facilities, they're getting hit the worst. So in downtown San Antonio, where we were there, we had drove past what looked like a strip mall that was next to what they converted. I forget what they converted over, like an old post office or this giant building into a migrant processing facility. Well, right next to that is a strip mall with, you know, like a subway, a hair salon, a great clips, devastated. There's no way citizens from San Antonio are, are going to that strip mall to go shopping, to buy anything. It is it is uh, flooded with migrants, as far as the eye can see. At least over a hundred, if not a thousand, migrants just walking down throughout one strip mall, all over. Um, when we were holding the protest out there, they were gated in, and that's where we went to stop the invasion protest. That's why I was in San Antonio. And when I right when I pulled up, um, I went to interview this woman, and I hear another lady behind me start shouting at this migrant who whipped his thing out and was literally stroking it right behind us on the fence there. That's what these migrants are doing. Uh, families, uh, a 78 or 80 year old woman who who is waking up to migrants going to the bathroom in her front lawn. Yeah, people are very upset, Steve. They're waking up really quick. Well, you use a term of, of art, and I want to make sure we, we break this down because it's very important in the in the war room for people to understand nomenclature. You said processing center. Isn't the purpose of this to really make sure that these people are rejected and sent back across the border 
or, or, or are these centers really processing centers to process them quickly into the United States? Process them quickly into the United States. You're 100% right on that. They should be processed and then sent back to the country where they came, but they're not. They're being processed. They're just being checked in. They're being handed a cell phone. They're being, some of them are getting universal basic income. If you come over right now with a woman and a, a child or a man and a child, just one child, you can get $2,200 a month of universal basic income from our government. So what you're seeing at the border is a husband and wife will come over with two kids and they'll separate themselves. The wife and daughter will come over and the father and son will come over and together as a family, they'll end up with $4,400 a month of universal basic income from our government insurance, food, schooling, education. We'll Uber them. We'll transport them wherever they want to go. I mean, these people have it made. There's no, um, there's no DNA testing either. No, Biden removed it under Trump. There was DNA testing. And that was the purpose of these, where we separated the migrant children under Trump. And the idea under Trump from how I understand it was if a good mom and dad are coming to America to actually find a better life. And they realize that there's going to be a portion of time where the migrant, the child is separated from the parents, it kind of deters a lot of parents because they don't want to give their kid over to some other foreign government that they, that they don't know anything about. So it deterred them in that way, but it also gave uh, border patrol the ability to run DNA testing. So I think under Trump, the maximum amount of time a child could stay in one of these facilities was 72 hours. He had to be processed. DNA t results had to be done. And we had to figure out what we're going to do with this child in 72 hours. Well, under Joe Biden, that's completely gone. So because the destruction, in my opinion, the destruction of the United States starts and stops with the border. If we cannot shut down this border, we are losing our country. It doesn't matter what Trump, if Trump comes back in 2024 or not, we're not going to have a country because the amount of people that are coming across this border is catastrophic. It will collapse the United States. There's no question about it. So under Trump, the children were getting DNA tested, but that was slowing down the Biden regime because every time that we've shut down the border, I think it happened during COVID. I think it happened in 08 under Obama. It's when the, the American people can see the children out there on the ground suffering. So the only way to keep this massive flow of migrants coming through our country and coming through our southern border is to continue to traffic the children, especially all the unaccompanied children that are coming across this border. So to do so, they have to get rid of DNA testing, and they also have to figure out a way to house these children because there's so many of them coming over. And that's the idea is just to continue. Tell me, to, t t tell me about your drone footage in that regard. It's pretty stunning. What does your drone footage show? So my drone footage is from a child concentration camp. And those are not my <laughs> words. These are the words that the leftists were using when Trump had these camps open. So now we're literally defining them the exact same way that they were defined by the left in 2019 under Trump. These are child migrant concentration camps. You cannot go in, the media cannot go in, and these children can come, not come out. And there's parents on the outside that know that there's children in these facilities. And for some reason, they can't go to that facility and pick that child up. Imagine your kid being locked in one of these concentration camps, you wanting to get it, you have means, vehicle, everything you need to go get your child and he's locked in this facility. And some government officials say, no, we're gonna, we're gonna keep this kid here for a little bit longer because we're making $600 per day from Uncle Sam doing it. Ryan, uh, people, I can already tell you in, the, uh, in our live audience in the chat, people wanna get to more access to your uh, footage and to your reporting. Where do they go? What's your social media? What site do they go? How do they find out more about you and more about your work? Uh, Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Ryan Matta Media, and you can follow me on Instagram, Ryan Matta News. You can follow me on Rumble, Ryan Matta. I also do a show on LFA TV every day at 2 p.m. called Matta Effect as well. Brother, thank you so much. Absolutely incredible. Incredible footage, uh, incredible reporting, uh, all of it. So we'll make sure we get it all out there and have you back on. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it's, it. No, thank you, Steve. It's an honor to be on your show, man. Keep doing what you're doing for us. Thank you.
Thank you, brother. Right there, you're seeing it. It's up in your grill. The most important thing is to see what you see. There's an invasion in our country right now. And the old bulls in the Republican Party don't want to talk about it. Like, uh, like Russ Vogt said, we've come through the primary now. It's a general. We got to win this fight on the floor. Is it perfect? It ain't perfect, but it's the best we got right now, and we can make it as close to perfect as possible. Over time, we got a big fight ahead of us. Everybody, up on the ramparts in the war room. Back in a moment. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Uh, down at the Clay Clark um, conference down in... Um, in in Florida, President Trump's uh, at Doral, President Trump's place. Uh, Mike Lindell joins us. Mike, how are we doing on the company? They're coming after you. Uh, I was reading some more stories last night. They're still coming after you guys pretty hard. How are we doing? Well, they're coming at us really hard. We've down. I've got a, about an hour. I have a meeting with the uh, my election crime bureau, and they know we're we're going to fix these uh, or secure these elections, Steve. So they're coming full force after my pillow. Uh, we've got. Uh, we still have those great specials for the war room posse, everybody. We've got some of those six-piece towel sets left that we're closing out for $29.98. While they last, there's uh, three colors left, those three colors you see there. Once they're gone, they're gone for good. We did this special for the war room posse, $29.98. These are towels that work. They're the best towels you'll ever use. And, and uh, then we have uh, the, the commercial that we're launching on Monday, the new Percale sheets are in with made with long staple cotton. We're putting those on sale for the War Room Posse two days early. And those are going to be $39.98 for the, uh, for the uh, queen size. You have the slippers there, $39.98. And we, we still have a lot of the overstock sale left because we're clearing out one of the warehouses there to make room for more to get the manufacturing to 99 or actually 100% capacity. We're about 95% now, all those great workers. And uh, 
they're thinking everyone's so much in the war room posse. You guys can use the promo code war room. Remember, we've got the beds on sale that we make, the, the 100% made in the USA, the mattress toppers, the 2.0 mattress toppers, and the 2.0 my pillows. 50% off, $39.98 for the queen size, king size just $5 more. So what I really like is everybody help them out, get, get, uh, get our warehouse. We want to get everything moved by Monday so we can start making um, all these products for the Christmas rush here. And by the way, get all your Christmas products now. Uh, get those pillows for your neighbors so everybody's sleeping good during, during this time of uh, our country's basically under attack, as Steve is showing you there. Uh, with our southern border. The the number is 800-873-1062. Yeah, you're going to need you're not going to get a lot of hours of sleep, but you need great sleep because right. we're going That's through right. times of turbulence like we've never seen before. Uh Mike, uh thank you for doing this. Tell Clay and General Flynn everybody down at the uh at the conference to um yeah. that uh, we love the work you guys are doing and the uh, War and Posse has your guys back. I will let them all know, Steve, and we're heading in. Remember, everybody, we're going to get these elections secure. It all starts there with our elections, so we don't have selections. And then we, we, get, we get things uh, secure, and we will save our country. Amen, brother. Thank you very much. Mike Lindell. The number is 800-873-1062. Let's make sure we keep – remember, they're coming after his phone operators. This, this is the thing. You know, um, this week – in fact, Politico had it yesterday that Nikki Haley and um, DeSanctimonious were down at Dallas among with Paul Singer and, and Ken Griffin and these massive billionaires. So you had this week alone in Park City, Utah, you had Mittens Romney and Paul Ryan with a conference because they said it's, it's not in their DNA. This all these billionaires, not in their DNA to accept Trump, to accept him as, the, as a Republican nominee. That was number one. So they're either going to defeat him or they're going to work against him in the general. Then in Dallas, Texas, you had Nikki Haley, uh, the sanctimonious, because they're, they've made a decision. They're going to get back one of, one of these two. That'll consolidate the opposition of Trump in the primary. And, you know, Nikki Haley, the neoliberal, neocon wild woman, or bird brain, as President Trump refers to her, you know, she wants to bomb everywhere. Um, they'll get back one of them. In New York, you had these – the progressive left had a two-day conference on called Stop Trump. Stop Trump. And then next weekend at the Cavalier Hotel in Virginia Beach, Virginia, you've got the Red Vest Society. All these billionaires led by the Hungarian uh, – was it Petri? Uh, coming together for Glenn Youngkin. Every week you're seeing massive amount of money. And donors, they've just said under no circumstances will they allow Donald J. Trump to return as president of the United States. Think about that for a second. That you've got you've got Garland and Biden and the Democratic Party and in the in the in the administrative and deep state having four indictments, ninety one charges, seven hundred years in prison. They're liquidating his company up in New York in, in some sham state court. You have every billionaire arraigned against him. Up on Capitol Hill this weekend, you've got to man, you've got to get on social media, and particularly people in these states with folks on the appropriations or the Armed Services Committee. You gotta smoke them out. You gotta say, hey, look, you're gonna have a vote on Tuesday in public, and it better be for Jordan. If it's not, you're gonna answer to us. 
as I've said, I know some of the artists say Jordan's with the with the C. I got that. I didn't I? T- I told you it's not perfect, but we don't live in a perfect world. We got to you know, victory begets victory. In this, you see the apparatus. You can you can tell a man by his enemies. And and Jordan right now they're lining up because they're they're saying you guys took out Cantor, you took out Boehner. You, you killed McCarthy the first time he tried to do it. You, Paul Ryan you got rid of. He left in frustration. And now you took out McCarthy. Five ma- either majority leaders or speakers of the House, unprecedented in American history. That's the track record here of those who have been with us in this fight for a while. And the IMF is talking about the United States like a third world country. You are the ones that are on this debt more than anybody else because you understand what it's doing to your country. You understand what it's doing to your life. Stick around. The second hour is going to be on fire. I want to thank the team at Birch Gold, birchgold.com. Go check it out today. Ask the question. Before I was having you ask the question about central bank digital currency versus the bricks buying gold. Now I want you to ask my question. Hey, answer me this. Ask Philip Patrick and the team when you contact them at birchgold.com slash Bannon. Besides getting the end of the dollar empire, we're going to get you up to speed in a graduate course on currency. But ask Philip Patrick and the team, why has gold been a hedge against turbulence, geopolitical risk for 5,000 years? Just answer this. Give them the answer to the question. And then think about it. And you make your decisions. That's what we're here for in this war to provide a platform. It's like, it's like our concern now about the situation in Israel. We're certainly your allies with Israel. We support the uh, Israelis and the the people of Israel. There's no question about that. And they must defend themselves against what's happened. But it does not help to have this Kant in this uh, this spin. All next in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.